Well, hello. How you hello. Doing? How you doing, Trap? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, it's rainy outside. At least it's not snowy. It's no, it is a little snowy. Yeah, I know. On the way in, it's I was trying a, to be positive. It's a teensy wee snowy. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Really, <laughs> I think it's going to be gone before the day is out. I I hope you're right. It's uh, the weather outside is frightful. You're on late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. Are those tribbles you've got there? Yeah, they look like little tribbles, don't they? <laughs> On the end of this blanket thing. So back to blanket talk with uh, Jake and Trav. You like a you like a good wool? You like a knit? Like I like thin. I like, like a, a thin blanket. Oh, uh, just enough to keep the breeze off, at but our house, not to become, make me sweat. At our house, we've become weighted. Weighted. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. It's a uh, it's pleasant. Is it? Yeah, I I do huh. I use it sometimes, but uh, I find it. Does it make you feel safe when the thunder's crashing? <laughs> yeah. Thunderbolts and lightning, Normally, very, very frightening. I just kind of shiver and put my <laughs> tail between my legs, but yeah. So, uh, what you been up to, dude? Oh, just getting over the sniffles. Yeah. you. My voice is very you smoky. Have, you've been feeling a bit yeah. rough this week. Yeah. Smoldering Trav. On that explains that. I, I sound like Macy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you and I have both finished something kind of in tandem, uh, we talked about starting it, but we have stopped watching mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy. I did stop when it stopped. So, so uh, having ended, how do you feel about the the entire product? I was pretty happy with it. I I know we talked earlier, and you said that you felt that it slowed down. I I didn't really get that sense. I I was entertained the whole time. You know, and maybe maybe it was that uh, we watched uh, Gabe and I watched a significant portion of it all in a row because I think we had two or three episodes left uh, just blew through last mm-hmm. night and um, I really enjoyed the uh, I really enjoyed the last bit of it I actually thought they did a pretty good job of keeping all of the characters involved if if not in every episode in nearly every episode even when you get to like uh, cha-cha and hazel or Pogo, or or Grace, who is who's their robot mother. Uh, they kind of kept them involved, and in, either in flashbacks or you know just a look or a glance as they're doing something and their reaction yeah. to it. Kind of get the mystery going of what what are they doing? What how are they involved here? Gabe did not care for Diego. I like Diego. <laughs> I thought he was pretty funny. So also in, in 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 tandem with that, I ordered some comics this week, and I actually did order the first volume of uh, Umbrella Academy. Nice. That deals with some of the the main thrust of the first volume is the story in the in the TV show. However, there's a, a couple of other of the some of the story in it. I think are part of further volumes, but the hmm. the whole end of the world thing is part of the first volume. I, I was kind of uh, I was glad how they how they actually ended that because it it had to be big but at the same time it furthered the next season of how it's gonna go yeah so i brought that volume. it's not like they just stopped it and everything ended happily ever after i brought that volume in for you to to peruse and i i think you're gonna be pretty surprised with how it wraps (laughs) up versus the the tv show i do think going forward if they could actually get along a little bit that would probably be better. They were, they were just always arguing so much. And that's the only knock I have on the series, really. It was like, if these people really talk to each other like that, no matter whether they had, they had powers or not, they would not be 
there for each other when they needed it most, you know? I, I think that's a TV slash movie trope. Oh, for sure. Especially with like young people. It, it's it's just, like that on all the the CW shows for sure. We'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it a little more here in a little bit because we're going to keep on Umbrella Academy talk. Mm-hmm. But we also watched the new Hellboy trailer and the new Hellboy trailer. I don't know if you saw it has a lot of that like the team kind of being bitchy to each yeah, other. Yeah, they're kind of griping. But yes, the umbrella. I think I think that's a TV trope. For some reason, I think that's the thing that works. Is like they're all really snarky. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I want to see more Kate Walsh. I enjoyed her character. She's the, is it the handler? Is that yeah. What it was? It was the handler, yeah. Ooh. I like that character. And five, five just cracked me up. Number five was really good. Uh, everybody to, to uh, everybody was above board. I don't think I looked at any of the cast and said you fell short. I think everybody was pretty good in it. I'll tell you what, the <clears throat> episode where uh, Vanya is at the cabin and Allison comes to find her, and Vanya kind of loses her temper. And what what happens there? I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> me and my both, me and my wife both went. What? <laughs> we did not see that coming. That was it was very drastic. Yeah, it ramps up pretty significantly in the in the last little bit. Uh, I will say, toward the end of it, we did not care for Luther very much. Yeah, Luther was kind of just Luther in made, the way. Luther made some Jake doll bad calls. Yeah, he he was kind of. Second guessing himself a lot, but uh, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I kind of thought I was going to. I I was hoping it was just going to be at least something that I would I would find to be an enjoyable watch. But I did get pretty I got pretty invested in it. I was glad when Klaus started like uh, embracing his powers a little bit too. I think Klaus was when the he cleaned out. up. Yeah, Klaus yeah, he was, was really good. Klaus's stories were probably the best thing in in all of it. I really thought even when he went back in time, I started thinking. He was. Are they just are they just getting rid of him? Is that what they're doing? But then it actually advanced the story. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'd say most of the things, most of the things in it that uh, were ended up being plot devices. I originally thought, like for that instance, for Klaus, I thought that that was just going to be. I didn't think it was going to be a huge development device. Right, no, and it was. It was. It was a huge thing. But I really dug it. Uh, the design, you know, I like I said, I, I went through that first volume of the comic, and the comic is much more. It, I, I think it's still really good, especially for it being the catalyst for it. It's much more quirky for quirky's sake. There's well, a lot of. I don't think that's necessarily a bad no, thing. I like no, that kind of stuff. No, for the time it came out, because it's a good ten or eleven years old. For the time mm-hmm. it came out, like it's it's really good. Uh, I think it's four. It's a collection of four issues, so it's not a you know it's not a huge thing. I'm kind of interested to see what they do with Ben going forward because if they're all going back in time, I assume Ben will be alive because we don't know how he died, unless you've read, you know, the graphic novels or whatever. But so I don't know how he died. That's a yeah. They haven't gone into that, but that's also an interesting concept of because trying not to spoil how the thing ends. Um, it, I guess it's a good question of how how Ben gets where everybody else is going to be mm-hmm. if they do another season. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't know if you have you heard anything about whether or not it's been renewed. I think it got renewed. Yeah, I, I think I saw somewhere that it was renewed. They've been pushing it really hard. I I'd guess be shocked if it wasn't. There's there's so much. Well, especially since they've, they've lost all the Marvel stuff, I imagine they're going to want something else to put, yeah, know, put in for the sure. basket. Speaking of the Marvel stuff, it looks like a lot of that stuff's going to Hulu. That's a weird. Is well, not weird? necessarily those shows, but like the Howard the Duck show. 
Did you see? Oh, just, I, I guess I didn't see that. Did you see that Patton Oswald is going to play Modoc in one of the series? That's great. <laughs> I hope they go. I hope they go full down with Modoc. If Modoc is doing those, it, it's got to be funny. Modoc is one of those characters that man, I. I, I cannot handle if they try to make it like justified or realistic or anything like that. I want <laughs> I want just a big dumb head with teeny little arms and legs. That's what it's got to be, yeah. Rocket in its butt. I'd imagine it's going to be a I don't know if it's animated or live action, but <clears throat> Pat Oswald's a, a, a good pull for that. A giant Pat Oswald face, <laughs> and then just like because <laughs> they did uh, little puppet arms and legs. Boy, there's a character whose name I think I, I'm I'm kind of spacing on now, and they did it in one of the Captain America movies that. The character is just like a big ro- uh, robot body with like a little TV with a face on it. I, I'm spacing on what the character's uh, name is now. Z, uh, it starts with a Z. Zola. Armin Zola, Armin's, right? Ar- is it Arnim Zola? Yeah. Is that who it is? I think so. Okay, because they, they really briefly did that in... might have been Civil War. It might have been... Uh, might have been Winter Soldier. I can't remember. I think it was Winter one. Soldier. Because they did, they did it so briefly. When he went to that bunker, yeah. right? Yeah, that was Winter Soldier. Yeah, that... That was a, a very brief thing, uh, but I think I think uh, Patton Oswalt would be a good pull. I was mentioned to you. I started watching that that show Happy, and uh, Patton Oswalt voices the little imaginary friend. Oh, really? Yeah. The unicorn. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that. I thought that, it, I actually thought it was like an Australian show or something. That's fine. I mean, I guess I get it. it it's <laughs> it's very strange. It's very strange, and I told you it's also very dark. It bumps up against me with how uh over the top some of the dark humor in it can be sometimes it's kind of like okay look guys you were you don't need to go there right <laughs> but uh christopher maloney's in it that you you were surprised to find out that's him he's, i didn't recognize him with hair i guess he really, did look familiar to me but i thought maybe it was just one of those actors that you've seen in I most, a bunch of things i mostly remember him because i always get him and elias Cateus, uh <laughs> Uh, I could see that, <laughs> but uh, he's really good in it. It this reference may go over your head, but it's like a fairy tale version of the Max Payne games. If that even makes any sense to you, I vaguely know just about the games. Very, very burnout, burnout cop who does bad things. Uh, but, all right. Um, if you get it, well, I, I was gonna try. I was just gonna suggest Mark too, Wahlberg was they, Max Payne in the movie, right? Boy, that's I didn't see movie. it. <laughs> that's a bad Video game movies are never good. <laughs> Usually. But uh, yeah, that hey, I would love to see. I, I can't wait to see the Modoc thing. Is that and is there a series that's going to be part of? I don't know. I don't think it's a Modoc series. Well, but I, I would. I would certainly hope. Not. I can't I remember all the ones they announced. There was there was a Howard the Duck. I remember. I can't remember the other. There was three of them. I think Marvel just gone buck wild. Well, they're just trying some stuff out of the box. Since we're talking about a uh, Marvel TV, I did see that there was a report. About the Disney Plus, and I know this is a Source a subject. favorite subject of you, but the Disney Plus Marvel series, some of them, they're going to take place in the past, some in the present, and then some in the future. And So I don't know if they're all going to the, tie together or not. Are these things all also going to be folded into the larger MCU? I think so, because I know one of them is Loki, and I think Loki's going to be some sort of a time travel. I, I, I saw it uh, compared to Quantum Leap. I wonder what they're gonna do with that. I wonder. Um, I don't know. What's his What's his noggin? Who Who's Loki? You get get me with that one. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, old Hiddleby. Um, I can't imagine they're gonna get him to do that. Are they? No, he's doing it. He's doing it. Yeah. Jeez. And then there's also a. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Disney's really powerful. I forgot yeah, for a minute. There's a Vision. Uh, 
Scarlet Witch series. Yeah. That's yeah, going to have Paul Bettany and Oh yeah, that's right. Disney's Elizabeth really Olsen powerful. in it. Yeah. They've got uh, money. Yeah, I guess it feels like, I was going to say maybe they'll do they they um Loki was a woman for a while in the comics, so I was wondering if maybe they might just try and you switch never over to that, but <sighs> they'll doctor who it. Yeah. Uh, I also told you in that same Marvel U stuff, you know, brief pass away was that uh, the Captain Marvel stuff. We talked about how uh, buttholes were get, trying to get out there and <clears throat> give it bad ratings ahead of its release, which isn't shocking, but still disappointing. Yeah, I've I've had enough of the bad behavior. I don't understand uh, outrage over imaginary things. There, <laughs> there is a. There is a uh, vocal population of um, you know, white hetero men who do not like – they feel like they're being attacked. <laughs> I can almost understand you know, political outrage because you think it's going to affect your jobs or you think it's going to affect your kids' lives going forward. But when it's a movie that you probably aren't going to see anyway because you've already decided it's not going to be good, why even waste your time? And energy going after it. Just let it be. Let people that enjoy it enjoy it. Um, I'm starting to think we're maybe reaching a little bit of a critical mass. I've seen the, t- I've seen the term fan being thrown around in some ways that I'm relatively uncomfortable with. Of like, um, there was there was a tweet by uh, is it Jason Reitman that's doing uh, the Ghostbusters Buster Booter. Uh huh. He he made a he made a tweet to the effect of something about. People keep making tweets about like we're we're giving this back to the fans. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I shouldn't do it. I I see things like oh well, this Captain Marvel Rotten Tomatoes story. Rotten Tomatoes has actually dis, uh, done something to the degree of disabling reviews being put out ahead of the release of something. Or I would assume unless you're some sort of accredited uh, reviewer that can actually yeah. say yes, I've seen this. Just a bun- just a huge flood of. You know, people making accounts and. Well, I look at it this way. Do you ever, when you're scrolling through Netflix looking for something to find, do you ever look at the star rating and and judge by the star rating whether you're going to watch it or not? I don't either. I don't on that. Rotten Tomatoes, I think, is something that's. It's the been, same people. <laughs> it, Rotten Tomatoes, to the best of my knowledge, has kind of been used as a benchmark in a lot of like advertising. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that. People decide, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, that's important. I should listen yeah. to that. But it's really not. It's not any different than any other website. It just, it was the one that got chosen. It just got lucky. But I've also seen, like, uh, I, I make the mistake a lot of looking at, uh, you know, re- or not reviews, but looking at comments. And I see the term fan. They're like, we're the fans. They should be, they should be listening to the fans. I'm just like, you people are the worst. No one should listen to you. Fans, like, make their what they want and what they don't want known with their money. I've, you know, I've been, I've been a nerd my whole life and I've never, I can't quite remember an era where, you know, especially being into something, comic books is one of the big ones where people who are into it feel a certain ownership of it, Mm -hmm. but I've never seen it like this where people are just very, uh, very outspoken and outraged about like, this is, I've liked this stuff for a long time. You need to do it my way. Right. I, I go. I always go back to the the Ghostbusters reboot, and I really enjoyed it. And I still say it's better than the original one. That's my opinion. But I can't argue with the fact that it didn't make very much money. You know what I mean? Like the people that liked it, I saw it twice in theaters. But people that should have liked it, the people they made it for, 
didn't support it like they should have. And it didn't, it, I mean, I think it barely broke a hundred million or something like that. A hundred million used to be, it was a blockbuster, but hundred million now is just like, okay, I'm listening at this point. You got to get like 200, 300 million. And the people that it was made for, like the female geek out there, I don't know if all of them went to see it like they should have and supported it. And I think, I don't know. I think we're, I think but that's how you get more. I think we're in a still in a place of, I don't know how to quite say it right, but I guess the best way I can put it is it feels like we're still in the place of getting to where girls can feel comfortable in this. But that's, I mean, look at wonder woman, wonder woman when it first came out. Yeah. They had, wonder, they had uh, one, women only woman. viewings, which is fine. I know people freaked out about that too, which is yeah. ridiculous, but I mean, people went in droves to go see Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman was always going to be Wonder Woman. The, the Ghostbusters reboot Wonder was Woman something. could have flopped. I mean, it, sure, it could have. It's a really good movie. It's my favorite superhero movie. Yeah, it could have. But Wonder Woman was always going to be Wonder Woman. Yeah. When they decided to reboot Ghostbusters and first thing out of the gate. I see what you're saying. Going to make it all right. women. There was a lot of... They felt threatened, like, you took our thing and made it for girls. Honestly, like, I don't know that Ghostbusters is a movie that you get a lot of women going, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters. I am so... You you could get women, I'm sure, that would say, like, yeah, I like that movie. But it's that that kind of like, oh, man, you're really tapping into me. And it's, you know, I there there are a lot of things that could be said. But definitely one of the problems was, you know, toxic fandom definitely had Mm -hmm. it. And talking about the the Captain Marvel thing, that was one of those things that maybe there were a lot of, it, I mean, it's maybe reasonable to say there were a lot of women who said like, ah, I kind of want to see that. How's it doing? It's garbage on Rotten, you know, Rotten Tomato says it's garbage. Like, well, whatever. See, I don't look at reviews. I don't I care. Mean, I, I, I'm pretty much going to like most things. So... I'm going to, I'm going to go see Captain Marvel and yeah, sure. I, I, mean, ar- I already sure, think gonna, going into it that I'm going to like it. Sure. We're going to, it's going to, ha- it would have to be really bad for me to walk out and we're go, not, I didn't we're not like the it. People they're worried about. Right. Like there was a picture of, uh, at a, at a red carpet premiere of, um, Brie Larson standing next to a, you know, like 11 or 12 year old girl in a Captain Marvel costume mm-hmm. girl, just huge beaming smile. And she was <laughs> signing a comic book for her. The comments were ruthless. That girl doesn't even know who she is. Look at that mm-hmm. comic. That's not even a Captain Marvel comic. They zoomed in and saw that. That's not a Captain Marvel comic. That's a uh, some other like Girl Squad comic for kids. That's a that's Just, that's what they call gatekeeping. Bad. People are yeah yeah it's gatekeeping. Which I kind of there's pros and cons to gatekeeping in my in my view. Oh yes. Well, well, I'm looking at it like as, as a comic. Okay. I'm a comic. Okay. I don't want everybody to go out and start doing stand up because it uh, dilutes what is good stand up. Does that make sense? So I kind of, in my mind, gatekeep a little bit with that. Well, that's, I mean, that's, so that's I, based I under- on expertise. Like, the but, gatekeeping but we're talking about, like, you, I, I, what I'm saying is uh, a fanboy or whatever that's, that's angry about Captain Marvel and saying that little girl doesn't know it. Comic books was the one thing this person had in their life. And now all of a sudden everybody enjoys them. And they're like, Hey, this is what made me special. This is how I define myself. You can't go take that thing. It's like, they haven't accepted. They need to grow up. There's, there's gatekeeping. And then there's, 
accepting that okay, this is bigger than me now. You know, yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's okay. And what I even what I'm doing with what I'm saying, I I don't want everybody to do stand up. That doesn't mean it's okay just because that's how I feel. Well, no, what you're saying I think is different. Is you're talking about you don't want everybody and their dog to do something that you need to work hard at. Right. What you're not saying is you're not saying people shouldn't, anyone should be gatekept on being a fan. If, uh, let's just even say you, if someone came to your show, who's been watching you for the seven or eight years that you've been doing stand up mm-hmm. and thinks you're great and the show gets over and there's a line and someone walks up to you and says, I don't get out to comedy shows very often. I think you're great. I love you. And that person goes, you can't be a fan of Travis. I've been watching him for a while. You do not know what you're right. talking about. Right. That's a, that's not okay. You want comedy is a beautiful thing and anyone should be able to love it. But people feel like let's use uh, May the 4th as an example. We've been lifelong Star Wars fans. On May the 4th, all of a sudden everybody's instantly a Star Wars fan for a day. I don't know about you, but I roll my eyes and go, really? "Okay, that's cute." It on a, <laughs> honestly, it there was probably a time where I felt like that it doesn't bother. I I am happy people are happy. It doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not going to send them uh, personal messages and yeah. <laughs> tell them, go kill yourself or anything no, like no, that. I'm sure you know what I mean? I, I've even gotten to a point, it doesn't, I don't even roll my eyes anymore. I'm just, hey, everybody have fun. I do. I'm just like, all right. Hey, you, <laughs> I mean, hey, we, come on. this is a good transition into, we watched that uh, new Hellboy trailer. And as someone who loves Hellboy, I talked to you about, uh, I ordered a, a nice omnibus of Hellboy and Hell, the mm-hmm. final, final, and the, chronology the final stories of hellboy and i read through that and then watched that that new trailer came out around when i was just kind of finishing up reading that and i'm like man i'm glad i'm glad movies are being made about this and i'm i'm not going to tell anyone like because you like it you're you're a fair weather but you know you watched it with me and what it feels like they're trying to bring to this new one is hey you liked these guillermo del toro ones but guess what we got we got graphic violence in the slayers. <laughs> yeah, we got the F-bombs. We got the lots of F-bombs. And I just, reading those and the the reason I love it, like making it more quote-unquote adult doesn't, isn't really what I feel like, what, what I love about it. But I'm not, you know, I would I would love to see a more gothic, more like uh, Mike Mignola. Uh, it, it's almost like he's writing modern folklore. Like mm-hmm. it's very... The, I, I could be even not getting the right meaning, but it's all very gothic and there's lots of really deep lore and deep like characters who aren't just there to make a whip crack snap at you. And, um, you know, and I'll, I'll try and be brief about this. A good example is you, you remember in the first Hellboy movie, the corpse that he carries on his back for a while, the, yeah. the story that they're based not that, that off of is called the chained corpse. And it's, uh, there's a little girl that's kidnapped by fairies and, to get her back, he makes Who a pact. Who else would kidnap her, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> he makes a pact with, I think it's he makes a pact with him. I can't remember. I'm, I'll get a little bit of it wrong. But basically, he has to take a corpse and find a grave for it. Uh. And the way they, and, and uh, you know, and the way they translate that into film is a, like, uh, your horny grandpa corpse. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, like, I'm glad movies are being hey, made about Kitch. this. And I'm glad they referenced it, but... But again, like I'm, I'm glad these movies are going to be are being made. I'm going to go see it, uh, you know. But I, I, I'm, and maybe I'm getting a little into. It. I'm trying not to gatekeep on, or I guess I'm not gatekeeping on. I hope it does great. Yeah, 
I think it's human nature to think, hey, I've loved this thing forever. Why are you all of a sudden coming in and, you know, jumping on the bandwagon or because it's trendy or something? I think that's human nature to go, hey, what's going on? It's maturity that makes you realize, okay, this is bigger than me now. I just need to accept that other people are also enjoying this thing and then move on with your life. Yeah. You know what? There you go. Maybe it's just a thing I need to look at. Like, hey, Mignola's stuff ain't going anywhere. I can enjoy it anytime I want. Right. You know, I I would love to see something, I, you know, it, before my time is done. <laughs> Maybe I can see like a TV series where they get a little, little closer to his work. But, you know, if that's what the people like, who am I? I think as a society, we tend to um, like vilify having a, even a thought that's negative or something like that, having that thought pop into your head doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. It's acting on it or like entertaining the thought yeah. that makes you a bad person. Like I, there's these things they, they have at the comedy clubs and it's just this metal sticky thing that sticks up in the air. It's like a little stabby thing and they, they take tickets when they're, when they're done with the tickets and they stab it on there. You see it at restaurants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always talking. walk past those, and whenever I walk past it, I think I should slam my hand down on that thing. Whoa there. It's really weird, right? It's this Look, weird thing I have. I've been I've been reading Travis for a long time. <laughs> that is against the character, and I hope that his story doesn't go that way. But I always think I should slam my hand on that, but I never do. It's it's a thought that, that enters my mind without permission. It just goes there. Good job with that. But then I go, no, that would be ridiculous. Why would you do that? And then I don't do it. It doesn't make me a bad person because I had that thought. It just makes I don't I can't explain that thought jumping into my head. I have yeah. no yeah, I guess rhyme true. or reason to I it. I think I've had things of that. I can't think of any right now, but uh, it's the ability to move past it and say, "Hey, yeah. you're not welcome in my head. Get out of well, here." I just I don't know. I spend a lot of years being a little a little more grouchy about things. I, I hope I was never quite toxic. <laughs> uh, but you I, never slammed your hand down on I've, the spiky I've thing. Reached a, I've reached a whole new era of Jake, the era where I'd like to I'd like to enjoy things. Yeah, I think it uh, is fun. I, I certainly value being critical of things still, so I'm not <laughs> going to lay that behind. But not being, you know, I want to not, not being too knee jerk about things. The only thing I'm going to keep one of those close to my heart. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to try to open my heart to many things, but the thing I put it, you see that? Can you see what I'm oh, doing? That's me. Open heart. My, I'm locking my heart. Oh, you're locking it. And I thought you were unlocking inside it. inside of it is my bitter, bitter dislike for the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that one. I still like Darth Maul, Battle of the hey, Fates. Hey, you know or what? Duel of the Fates, not Battle you know of the Fates. You ain't wrong. Yeah. Ain't there's wrong. some good stuff in there. Before we leave Marvel, um, I read that Kevin... Fage, Fige, Feige. Feige, we figured that one out. It is Feige. We solved the case on Feige. He has said that they are going to use James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 script. That That seems, uh, I don't know, is that... Did anyone talk to James Gunn and see what he thought about that? Oh, I'm sure... I'm sure they did. Yeah. Pre- presumably, he's, he's going to get credit for it. He doesn't care. He's going to get paid and credit for, you know, writing it. So even if he's not directing it or involved in the production or whatever, he wrote the script. He gets credit for it. He gets paid. I'll call another brief passway. Speaking of credit, um, anybody who's who's watched that Hellboy trailer, the uh, Asian guy with the kind of messed up face, I I think I've gotten a little dyslexic. It's like 
Daimo or Demio, Damio. I can't remember the name's character. I found out the guys who developed that character are getting nothing out of that. Really? They're not getting credit in the movie. They're not getting money. Man, they need a lawyer. That's a bummer. You got a lawyer so, up. Dark Horse, get it together. Uh, Back to Marvel. Back to Marvel. I got. I, I'm. I see your one last thing on Marvel and raise okay. you one and last you thing raise on me one more last thing. I want to talk to you about <laughs> this. While I was looking up some stuff this week, uh, you know when you're, you know when you're looking at a website and at the bottom it'll have it, it's like the National Enquirer of advertising. It's got a bunch of like. Like, like this right. one trick to lose fat, and it's like citizens uh, in like Utah are, are doing this to save yeah. and thousands. sometimes it'll be celebrity news. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> one that I saw that I I don't think this is real, but I want to talk to you about it because I really <laughs> laughed at it was uh, the director of Deadpool doesn't feel great about Daniel Radcliffe being uh, considered for the new Wolverine. <laughs> You're like, hey, governor, look at me, claws. <laughs> that would be like uh, Deadpool costume being worn by mickey mouse you're a mutant logan <laughs> i don't think i did that very good but no it, uh, <laughs> you know the, this is going to be hard because uh i've seen a few i've seen a few movies with daniel radcliffe as mm-hmm. you know an adult and he's a he's a good actor yeah he is um we talked about a swiss army man i saw he's good he's good in it Ooh. for for what that role is it's weird um it is really hard to ever see him as anything as you, you're every far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, <coughs> yeah, that's always going to be there. Uh, in, in a way, it, in a way, I almost kind of hope that happens because, uh, well, I mean, MCU's taken right now. We, uh, we, we're all over the place. We watched the Dark Phoenix trailer, and I, I think I'm kind of over X-Men. I'll still see it. I still want to see it and I, see what, I hope, what happens. Man, I, I like those he, actors so much. Is his did Fassbender you, and McAvoy? Did Hugh Jackman hang it up, or is he going to do this last one? Because I assume they this said is the he last hung it up, but it. you never know; he might have Man, a surprise. I really hope cameo. they sneak one in. I really hope they sneak one in there for the last one because he's been that in. might be a place to introduce a new Wolverine, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Daniel Gradliff. Grad Gradliff. You're a wizard, Harry. Oh, Gene, I think I've got a crush on you. Oh, don't worry about it, Scott. He likes gingers. You're not good enough for you anyway. Gene Weasley. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. But that would that would be dumb. That I assume I assume they're gonna wipe things clean for when they do the when they fold uh, the X Men into MCU. Yeah, I I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I think it'll all start over. It's I I think this is probably going to be the last one they do for the Fox stuff. So I, it would be really nice if they got Jackman in there one last time. I think it would be cool to get Jackman in uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. He stopped being Wolverine in the uh, have him do the, the Fox ones. He's coming back in Wolverine in the MCU. Ones. Just have him do a cameo. I mean. They have the old He's man. He's the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> they have the old man Logan character in the comics. That's that's been fairly successful. Mm-hmm. He could certainly do that. Yeah, he could do more of those. It'd be great. So we talked about uh, Ghostbusters a little bit. Did you see that one of the kids from Stranger Things has been cast in the yes, movie? Yes, him and uh, Carrie Coon, who Carrie, is yep. very good. And I, uh, I'm going to be Finn Wolf hard. Be, that's yeah, his name. He wolfs very hard. So what is Carrie Coon from? I don't know. Uh, she I'm was in the Fargo TV series. She's that's, been, that's what I thought. I thought I saw I a picture of her. I think she was in the. I think she was in the Leftovers, but I haven't watched that. I've heard that's very good. I feel like he's going to be uh, the Ghostbusters short round. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be like they, a neighbor kid or a nephew. I think they said about Carrie Coon that she's supposed to play a, her in The Hardest of Wolves is going to be uh, a single mom who is connected to the original Ghostbusters somehow. Maybe a and niece. Her son. A neighbor, something like that. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'll have to wait and see where it's going. But right now, Carrie Coon is a very good actress. She's very good. She's great in the have to watch her TV in series. I feel like she's. Uh, I'm. I just. I just don't feel great about this. This thing that they're doing. I feel like yeah. it is a. It is definitely a gift to bad people. Like. In a vacuum, mm-hmm. in a vacuum, I want to be willing to give anything because, uh, as a fan of comics, I am always happy to see someone go like, "Hey, this isn't continuity. We're just going to have some fun with this and see what comes out of it." I mean, that's kind of how Old Man Logan came about, and that's basically what the movie Logan ended up being. But uh, that's why I think when they did the all female cast, if they still had the original Ghostbusters in it, and it was just them passing the torch, then this one say, "Okay." That didn't work. We're gonna use. We're just gonna pass the torch to somebody else now. But now they've got these two separate Ghostbusters universes, yeah. and it's ridiculous. And I, it's just a few years apart. It's kind of funny. I think for me, I think they should have just put more time into developing and trying to make what they had already started better. But they're yeah. they are basically gift wrapping a thing, saying, "Here, you whiny little man children. We think you're great. Right. Please I wish love they, us again." I wish they hadn't given up on on the all all female one. It's that Jason Reitman tweet where he says, "Like we're handing this, we're handing this back to the fans." That feels like, it, and I'm probably misquoting it, but it's definitely something in the realm of this. This is for the fans and things like that. And it's right. like, man, you're, you're throwing this thing that you tried, this good thing you tried to do, and could keep doing under the bus. Because what what other what other things can you think of in this realm that they started it, it didn't work out, and not only because most of the time it's if it doesn't work out, it's just buried. They're just not going to work on it. Mm-hmm. And but this is a thing that like, uh, gosh, it, it, it's what like maybe three years ago, three years ago since Ladybusters, two, three, four, something. Three tops. Three years ago since Ladybusters, and they're already like, all right, that didn't work out. Here's what you want. Right. Here's what you want. We're going to give it to you. Like nothing has ever been like that, that I can think of off the top of my head. Let's get into some DC news. I've got quite a few things. All right. First of all, I watched all four Superman movies, the original Christopher Reeves ones. Yeah. Including the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. Oh, well. Yeah. Fiddle dee dee. Uh, I mean, if you get into... They're not great. (laughs) I think it's Superman Returns is supposed to be connected to that too. Yeah, it is. We just didn't get to that one. Yeah. Three. You're not kidding. Uh, it's not a good movie. Actually, three and four. Three is probably the worst one. Is it really? Yeah. Because four is the one with like a nuclear man or atomic man. Yeah, and I didn't it. hate that actually. Yeah. It was it was okay. I thought I'd heard three that it, was just okay too. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> Which is the Richard Pryor one? Is that three? Richard Pryor was three. I didn't like the main villain in three. I think was my biggest problem. It was just a rich guy. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a. He was just greedy. Yeah. And he was using Richard Pryor to make him more rich. Is it more or less a Lex Luthor surrogate? Basically, yeah. But a really bad one. I don't I know who like, the actor was, but he sucked. I feel like if I were to watch again, I would have a hard time getting past the, like, I'm just enjoying watching Richard Pryor be Richard Pryor. And he, I mean, he wasn't like Richard Pryor from, like, one of the Gene Wilder Richard Pryor movies. It wasn't that much Richard Pryor. He was <laughs> just, he was just kind of there, to be honest with you. 
and it was just okay. Come on, Richard Pryor. It was just all right. There, there, there is a scene in a junkyard where Clark Kent's fighting Superman. Is it where he throws and the that tires was, on him? Yeah. That was kind of cool, but also really cheesy also funny. exceptionally silly. Is yeah. that the one? Yes, the one with Superman, bad Superman with a five o'clock shadow taking shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he gets mad and starts flipping uh, nuts at the bottles in the bar yeah. and breaking bottles. <laughs> that That is a... I would probably at least enjoy how corny that movie is. And Superman hooks up with a with a stooge lady. Dirty Superman is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was, which is it was the, not super enjoyable. Which is the one where the lady gets turned into a robot for a little bit. That's three. That scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. Her, where it pulls her in and yeah, changes I, her. It scared me too. Oh, that scared me a lot when I was a kid. Like I was afraid of acid because of that movie. I thought anything that had acid was going to eat through walls and come and get me. Uh, I remember being... The 80s was a prime time to be afraid of acid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> acid, I guess maybe you go back years, but quicksand had its time. Yeah, quicksand was kind of like late 70s, early 80s type yeah, of thing. It was there. I think people in uh, like uh, soap operas were always getting caught in quicksand people and stuff in, like that. Yeah. So watch that. The Richard Donner <laughs> cut, there was some things that I liked about it, and there were some things I didn't. Like, for example... The ending of Superman 2 in the Richard Donner cut, everything goes bad. So he goes and reverses the earth again That's pretty a second funny time. That's and I was funny. like, serious? He's doing it again? And then it kind of reboots everything because Lois Lane doesn't remember that he's Superman or anything like that. So, yeah. And also, Lois Lane is not in Superman 3. She's in one scene at the very beginning, and then she's not in the rest of the movie. It's Lana Lang who uh, was played by the actress that later played Martha Kent on Smallville. And I actually liked her in the movie. She was the highlight of the movie. Martha I can't remember Kent what her name Smallville is. Was the... She's a redheaded lady. Huh. But she played Lana Lang, and she was good in the movie. But Superman, like, kind of starts me-tooing her at one point when he starts. Because yeah. she's like, somebody just called, and there, there's a bus hanging off a bridge or something. And he's like... Oh, yeah, who cares right. about a, who cares about a bus when I I'd rather stay here and get to know you. Oh my god! And starts dude. like leaning into her, and she's like, "Superman, leave me alone." That it is was such weird. a weird movie that's like funny to watch in a vacuum for how. <laughs> you know, I've said many times I like really corny, dumb stuff, but and and that definitely had, just just the throwing the tires around because because <laughs> Clark Kent just sits there while tires like go over him. Right, but super the Richard Donner cut. There was some good stuff, and there was also. A few things like, yeah, that wasn't good. So, yeah. Uh, after that, we saw Aquaman is going to be Aquaman two is getting a twenty twenty two release. So we're still three years away from that. Uh, Superboy is going to be joining the DC Universe Titan series. Boy, DCU's really uh, taking their shots, huh? I might actually have to. Try and talk my wife into letting me get it. There's seems like there's some good shows. Annette O'Toole. Annette O'Toole, yeah. <laughs> she's a she's a great hair. actress. I, I enjoy her a lot, and she was good as Lana Lang. So Connor Kent's gonna be on Titans. Uh, one thing I read, actually, we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> this is the most interesting thing to me, actually. Uh, 
Dugray Scott, not Dugray Scott's not the most interesting thing. The thing I'm skipping and coming back you know, to is the only touchdown I have for <laughs> Dugray, Dugray Scott is I think before Hugh Jackman, he was considered for Wolverine. He was cast as Wolverine. That is like the all, that's the touchdown for that guy. But he backed out to do Mission Impossible 3. He was yeah. the villain in there, and that's why yeah. he didn't do it. So he's going to play Jacob Kane, which is Batwoman's father in this CW series. Okay. So there's some star power. That, that makes you think they've got some uh, faith in what's going on if they're putting an established actor in the series and not just hiring an unknown. So I think that's cool. Uh, Will Smith is exiting Suicide Squad 2. No dead shot. And that's so official. This is the movie is going to be on the on the shoulders of Harley Quinn, then, I guess. I guess. Uh, maybe that's what... Because the original reports were... She wasn't going to be in it. And then the reports were, oh, just kidding. She actually is going to be in it. You don't think that's why Will Smith exited, do you? I think giving the Will Smith's money to her is why Will Smith exited. I think Will Smith's doing okay, man. I know, but I think she demanded, not necessarily demanded, but her talent and what she brings to it demands a lot more money. And they probably said, hey, Will Smith... uh, Turns out Deadshot's not going to be in this one. Crazy, right? Thanks for coming. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you down the road. <laughs> you don't think it was? You don't think Will Smith decided to leave? You think that they? What else is he doing? Aladdin? He's doing Bad Boys Three. <laughs> Jeez, why? Bad Boys Two was terrible. I Bad I don't Boys remember Bad, Bad Boys. Boys was I like not Bad great. Boys. I don't remember. It don't, was okay. I like Bad Boys. Although I, I went back and watched it recently, and I. Mm. I'd have to watch Bad Boys 2 again. Men in Black has moved on without him. Look, man, we don't <laughs> <laughs> we don't get hot fuzz and without Bad Boys. <laughs> That's too. true. So no Will Smith. Uh, Todd McFarlane has signed a deal with DC to start creating their toys, or at least a line of toys. He does not make good toys. Really? I think did we I think those spawn toys in the mid nineties kind we of revitalized the what we know now is the action figure market. Have we ever talked about those weird uh, Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland toys from McFarland toys? I seem to remember seeing them in Toy Fire magazine or something like they're that. They're gross. Are they? Yeah. But they're detailed. He 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 did a lot for toys, man. I'm sure. Sure. Like I don't think we would have gotten the the Marvel Legends line or not. Yeah, the Marvel Legends. Oh yeah, is he part of that? No, but I think he kind of his Spawn toys kind of inspired that whole line in my opinion because it before that it was just you know crappy little star wars type figures and stuff like that now we're we started getting like eight inch figures with tons of detail it it changed it in my opinion so i'm going to show you real quick mcfarland toys did all of the uh really cool uh sports toys too I'm going to show you. I've a got picture. a John Stockton action figure because of McFarland toys. I have an Andre Kirilenko action figure because of McFarland toys. So here is a uh, Wizard of Oz. Um, this is Dorothy with some munchkins. This is McFarland toys. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you didn't know that was Dorothy and a munchkin, you'd go, well, that's a detailed toy. I mean, it took talent to make that, but the munchkin kind of looks like the clown from Spawn. And Dorothy, uh, yeah, she kind of looks like a stripper that's that. been captured. The McFarland, 
that's I guess my my big. She's not sweet little not uh, toys was click your heels together, Dorothy. In the nineties, he made uh, he made those. He made some Alice in Wonderland ones. I think that's a click your nipple clamps together, Dorothy. Particularly, it's very the, the 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 women ones were really disturbing <laughs> so but detailed disturbing yeah yeah it, they're very detailed at least you could say that much okay so the batman Is that was batman? a weird noise that just happened inside my body <laughs> and i'm pretty sure the microphone picked it up was that z batman in z stomach yep, z batman <laughs> they're saying it might feature at least four villains so that's kind of that's i don't know i don't like it so <laughs> That's too much. Adding too many villains was a first wave problem for superhero movies Mm -hmm. of like, hey, Spider-Man was great with one villain. Okay, two villains, you might be able to get it. And same thing with the Batman movies, like one villain, okay, you know, Catwoman, Penguin, okay. Adding too many villains as it goes on, not a good What if the villains are the focus of the movie and then Batman showing up and foiling their plans is a way to introduce the new Batman and kind of get people on board with him. I'm not entirely against that because uh, I think that uh, there was supposed to be a Sinister Six movie for Spider-Man. And I thought that could have been pretty cool, but I mean, that's what they were leading into for Amazing Spider-Man 3, it looked like. Yeah. But they never got there. No. Those so, are really bad. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see. So the the interesting thing from the DC movies that I saw... The Warner Brothers is now embracing a disconnected DC uh, cinematic universe. So they're is that just going to, yeah, they're just going to start making standalone movies. And uh, I guess they might down the road if they ever need to do team up movies or something like that. But it's going to be more like their uh, animated division. You can have yeah. a different Batman in three different movies. You can have. A different Superman. The stories can I'm not against that can be from different timelines and just telling stories more than creating a huge a huge universe. Because do you think I mean, Marvel Marvel did it? And you're never even with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and those are like iconic characters. They're not going to do it as good as Marvel because Marvel did it and they st- they set the standard so high that to catch up to that is a, a lot of work. Do you think Justice League was kind of a wake-up call? Yeah, I think they thought that we... Because, I mean, think about it. Internationally, I would say Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are probably the three most famous superheroes in the entire world. Probably. It's entirely possible. Especially especially 10 years ago before the Marvel Universe thing happened. It wasn't even close. You know who the most famous superhero is? Who? A guy who Bernie had a Sanders. Lot of, a guy who had a lot of supernatural powers that I like to think of as Jesus. Okay, I'm not going to argue that with you. He's better than the MCU, better than the DCU, better than you. Better than me. I agree with that for sure. He's definitely better than me. <laughs> um, so, what but, was I saying? Uh, I, we're just we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think they movies. I think they assumed they could have just taken those three characters and then everybody else around him and plugged him into a movie. And it was going to be instant gold. I think that's kind of what they thought. But they didn't take the time to build up to them like Marvel did. They just rushed into it. And I think that was a mistake. And they see that now. Because Aquaman did great. Wonder Woman did great. Just go off and do their own. Obviously, this I think this means 
we know Affleck's gone, but I think it means Henry Cavill's probably gone too. Yeah. Because, I mean, like a couple months ago, we were talking about how are they going to tie all this in? This allows them to go get whoever they want to be the next Superman. It sure. could be Michael B. Jordan. It could be anybody. It's not going to be, but sure they but could. But I mean, in theory, it could be it could be anybody now because they don't have to tie it back into those movies. It's just yeah. going to be separate stories on their own that might tie up somehow, eventually, but probably not. I think uh, we'll see going forward. I think, and again, we'll also see. I think that uh, one of their big problems is the bet that they made on was dark and gritty. And I think they're yeah. finding out that if we maybe dial back a little bit on that, maybe that's maybe people don't yeah. want. Fun is definitely better. We I think they, Shazam's a step in that they direction. Missed, yeah, Shazam should be fun. Yeah, they missed the boat on the era of like, hey, what if our superheroes were all depressed? When that <laughs> we're all depressed, what if they were all depressed too? The anti-hero. So what they need they need to get on the bandwagon of superheroes who are upset about their student loan debt. I just watched a, there's a Netflix series called Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. Oh, okay. And it, it was about, uh, this one specifically was about student loan debt. And they, they took a poll of everybody entering the, the live studio audience and asked them how much, how much they owed on their student debt. And they figured there was, I want to say like over $6 million of student debt sitting in that room at that time. <laughs> it, it was pretty insane. I guess we owe more as Americans, like it's like $7 trillion or something like it in student debt than we do in credit cards and automobile loans combined. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you watch the newish, uh, Burt Kreischer special on Netflix? It's from 2016, but Is yeah, it that yeah, far back? yeah. Is it before or after secret time? It's before. Okay. Yeah. This, this huh. one came out on Showtime in 2016 no and Netflix kidding. just barely bought it because Secret Time did so well. Oh, cause he, he tells one of the stories from Secret Time. I mean, the special's named after it. That's so, that is crazy. Yeah. That's actually three years older or I guess two years older, but that's crazy. Cause it's funny. Cause I mean, I guess maybe you have or haven't watched it. Yeah. I've seen it. Well, I saw it live. Cause but. he, you, which one did you see live? Or you uh, just saw the well, both the of them both. Because it, it's funny because he comes out and people start yelling it at him, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't come out here the to machine. not tell that." Yeah, yeah. Because that was the thing that because uh, Gabe watched that special first. He's like, "Dad, you got to see this machine story," <laughs> and we watch it, and it's a great story. And then he brings out a special called the machine. I'm like, "Oh, he's he realized that the machine was really popular, so he made another special that you know that's his nickname now." And he, you know, he comes out and like, the machine, the machine. He goes, don't worry, I didn't come to not tell that story. And then he tells it again later. And I was like, oh, huh. But, yeah, finding out that he did that in a special, that, that's like three years old. is very, very cyclical. The, <laughs> the reason that became a bit is he told uh, Joe Rogan about the story on Joe Rogan's podcast. And Joe's like, why aren't you doing that on stage? He's like, because it's like 20 minutes long. I can't do that on stage. Yeah, He's like, really good story. he said, everybody listening to this, when you go to a Burt Kreischer show, at the end of the show, I want you to start yelling out the machine, the machine. And until he starts t- closing his shows with the machine story, you keep doing that. And it forced him to to hone it into As a, a killer bit. As a stand-up comic yourself, <laughs> you feel like that's not a cool thing to do in a stand-up? I mean, that's a friend doing, encouraging a friend in a way. Because he's he's close with Joe Rogan, they're they're friends. Yeah. So that was him pushing 
Bert into becoming more of a storyteller. Because if you see some of Bert's older stuff, it was very, and he'll be the first one to tell you, it was very 90s and it's dated. It really is dated. Mm, sure. And now that he's gotten into storyteller, he's just blossomed well, into what he is very now. Very funny, but there there was a part. But that, of that was where that he, was the turning point for him. The machine story. He, there is a part of it where he talked about you know getting into a relationship with his wife, and part of it was finding out that she was heavily in debt. <laughs> it was just like wow. Yeah, debt debt sucks. Debt sucks real bad. Oh yeah, it sure does. All right. Uh, Let's get into a few other just kind of let's get into it things Trav, here and there. Why have we been avoiding it for so long? Let's just get into it. We haven't talked about this, but I know you're going to be excited. There's is, gonna, there's wait, wait, before you you said you had you had a, a curveball for me. Is this the curveball? This isn't the curveball. Oh, no, boy, I wouldn't announce the curveball. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers are going to have a reunion. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about the Jonas Brothers. One of because them, Nick Jonas. Uh, offered volunteered himself to play Batman. <laughs> well, it sounds like that might have fell, fallen through. <laughs> yep, and now they're going to do a reunion tour. So, well, lucky us. I know the the year three thousand. Hey, I found out Bad Religion's putting out a new album in May. I'm very excited about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's their first uh, post Trump being elected album. You know, very we need some angry music. Honestly, yeah, yeah, we do. So that's good. I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh. Edge of Tomorrow sequel in development? I saw, I saw that they're reaching out to Ms. Blunt and Mr. Cruz about it. So I thought that was a great movie. I loved it. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I mean, honestly, it looked like it might be fun, but when I saw it, my expectations were It was far more far beyond yeah. Groundhog Day action movie. Yeah, it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. And you think, oh he, okay, he's gonna die, he's gonna die. But the way he keeps dying and it almost becomes comical. It was very enjoyable to watch. Um, number one, I'm I'm suspicious of any th- time they say something's in development because that can mean it. That can mean as much as somebody came into a meeting and said, "Hey, yeah, we should, we should make Edge of Tomorrow too." And they're like, "Well, it's in development. Now we have to figure out everything else." But uh, the other thing that I'm skeptical of is a movie like that. A sequel would mean they're going to probably try to give. They're going to try to tell the story of like those weird aliens or give context to a lot of things yeah. that might end up being better being mysterious. That's true. It's, yeah. That's what I call the Boba Fett rule. <laughs> or the Joker. Or the Joker rule. That's, yeah. that's what makes me nervous about this new Joker movie coming out with Joaquin well, Phoenix. They've had, they've had lots of comics that go into that stuff. So they, the, that, they're that giving the Joker already- a name. Yeah, it's they've done that art. Before. It's art. Something. I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm pretty sure Alan Moore wrote some, and Alan Moore is the unimpeachable comics writer. Hmm. And so I he wrote a backstory for think, the Joker. I think in the Killing Joke, there's some Joker backstory stuff. I mean, that's uh. that's not technically canon. But Have you seen the Killing Joke cartoon? Yeah. Is I mean, it any good? My I've son, seen it and I've read it. My son bought this huge collection. It's got like 30 animated DC yeah. movies. I was like, dude, if I'm going to start charging you rent if you're throwing that kind of money around. You need to save some money. But uh, that Killing Joke's in there. and I mean, hey, watch it. I haven't watched it yet. So I don't know. I watched it. I think I watched it. Maybe I didn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, watch it and see what you think. Uh, I'll, I need to give it a, a look. It's a weird story. And, again, it's. I think it's never been accepted as actual canon, though people think it's really neat. Hmm. It's got a weird end that I... Never quite got. So there's going to be a 
Beverly Hills 90210 reboot. And uh, Luke Perry res- responded by having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> he's in... Uh, I told you Cindy's been watching a lot of Riverdale. He's Yeah, he's that. one of the... He's like a dad like in it, right? All the, all the parents in that is like Molly Ringwald's one of the moms. Oh, really? Molly Ringwald's Jug- in it. Jughead's dad. I was walking by, I'm like, is that Skeet Ulrich? Really? She goes, I don't know who that is. Or she didn't say, I don't know who that is. She said, I don't know. I'm like, is it the guy from Scream? She's like, yeah. I'm like... Wow. Until so it's he got changes like 80s his name, and 90s until he royalty. changes his name, we should not allow Skeet Rolrich to do anything. Skeet, Skeet. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will check it out. It's what Riverdale. Yeah, I've been meaning to. I, I just I've haven't really got only to ever it. heard good things about it. I'm not generally speaking into like a lot of like high school teen drama kind of stuff. I've I am only, unfortunately only heard really good things. I haven't started Cloak and Dagger yet, but I did put it on my list of things to watch. On, <laughs> I'll tell on you Hulu. this much: Jughead wears the hat, and they just plain call him Jughead. So, which is funny. It's it, one. It's one of the uh, Sweet Life from Zach and Cody twins. Yeah. Is it? I don't know which twin it is. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's the mischievous one or the really mischievous one. (laughs) (laughs) They do refer to him as irascible. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Will Forte is going to voice Shaggy in a new Scooby-Doo movie. I think... I guess it's animated if he's voicing it. Because they released... No, it's a movie. It's Christopher they, Columbus they is just, making it. They just toss Scooby-Doo movies This out is there. a theatrical release. And, and they got Gina Rodriguez one? to play Velma. She's uh, Jane the Virgin. Oh, okay. So they've got some actual start. This one's coming to theaters. Huh. Chris Columbus <laughs> from Home Alone in the first Harry Potter movie. I um, Scooby-Doo is one of those things that I really feel like... It, it, it's one of those things that like, well, we've got the rights to this. And if we don't keep making them, we're going to lose the rights. And people want t-shirts all the time. So we better keep making a movie every three or four years. I don't know. You didn't have kids at this point, but in like the mid to late nineties, when they started making uh direct to video Scooby-Doo movies again, they yeah. started out with a, a few, it was like one a year. Is this pre they, or post the live action ones? Uh, that for some reason, like, I don't know. It's pretty 30, close. It's, it's most pretty of close the cast were time. people from like those screaming. I know you did last summer movies. Yeah, I think it might have been before, but they were actually pretty decent movies. A couple of them. I mean, they're fine, fun little animated movies to watch. Sure, some of them are fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy the characters when they put them on Supernatural. It was pretty funny. Yeah, because there's a point in the cartoon where they realize. This is real life, and if we die, we really die. <laughs> <laughs> there was, because uh, yeah, there was a there was um, a version of Scooby Doo that was out when Gabe was much younger that he watched, and I, I thought was I would watch it with him, and for what it was, it was you know it was entertaining as mm-hmm. a parent to as something you got to watch with your kids. There, it's where there was a, I think it was called Be Cool Scooby Doo, that it looked. Mm. The animation looked like Family Guy. And it was very off-putting to me. I have not seen that one. No, <laughs> it was. I don't know if it was good or bad, but the the animation style was reminiscent of Family Guy to me, and it was it was very off-putting. In the the live action movies, it was Freddie <clears throat> Prinze was Freddie, yeah, and and he was in I know what you did last summer, and yes. Sarah Michelle Gellar was Daphne. She was in I know what she you was did that also last yeah, and Buffy, and then. Linda Cardo is it Cardellini or Cardinelli? I always get that mixed up in my head. She was from Freaks and Geeks, and then uh, Matthew Lillard from Scream Matthew was Lillard. was Shaggy. Yeah, and he was yeah. So there you go. And they had Mr. Bean. 
He was in the first. Was Rowan one. Atkinson in it? He was the villain in the first one. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson's still out there getting it. <laughs> you gotta love him. I do. I I do love Rowan Atkinson. I always wonder, like in this new Lion King reboot, why didn't they leave some of the characters the original voices? Because they brought back James Earl Jones. Because only James James Earl Jones is so distinct. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like uh, John Oliver's going to be Zazu. The the most egregious the, to me is Timon and Pumbaa. The thing that I Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner they both bother me. Yeah. Yeah, I I would rather have Nathan Lane and Pumbaa. Whoever I can't remember his name. It's a, an Italian name. man. I, would, I can I can picture his face. But t- Nathan Lane is Timon. Is Nathan Lane still out can there get getting better? it? Yeah, he's still doing stuff. He can the, still voice Timon. I almost think the John Oliver thing was a running joke to the point that they finally just gave it to him. I think he'd been made fun of of like <laughs> you look like Zazu or not was it Z- is it Zazu? Zazu, yeah. Yeah, you they, they made people would make fun of him for that, I think, until the point is like oddly enough, now I'm Zazu. <laughs> All right, just a few more things. Actually, oh, I'm, I'm going to hit you. There's two calling things. Calling an audible. There's two things I'm going to I'm going to hit you with, and then we're going to wrap it up. And since my is since curve, my voice is the curveball is, still coming? Yeah, the curveball's still coming. I'm keeping my eye out. These for are it. both kind of a curveball, actually. Ooh. Yeah, since my voice is messed up, we're not going to do a magic mic this week, so we'll we'll go extra hard next week. We went extra hard last week, actually. We had four Travis, people on magic. I'm going to hit mic. you with some Jake trivia. I'm always extra hard. <laughs> I'm a biter and I'm extra hard. <laughs> uh, having a bubble. Yeah. All right. One, Peter Weller back as RoboCop. Did you see this? Uh, is it the KFC thing? The, he has Colonel Sanders I RoboCop. I think it's Peter. I think they just use his voice, don't they? Maybe that was it. I yeah. thought I'd heard that, that it was I just, Peter Weller's voice. I just thought it was Peter Weller, mm. but maybe it wasn't. Well, th- I, that's I, interesting. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't sound. close with that one. And <laughs> I think don't have you have you seen the commercials? I've seen pictures. I haven't seen the oh, commercials. Because from what I understand, the stuff he says isn't even RoboCop lines. He's doing oh, the really? Ed 209. You have so many seconds to comply stuff. Do you think they got the guy that played RoboCop in the WCW pay per views? <laughs> that was uh, one of the things because, <laughs> like, I kind of get it. Pe- uh, there was some quote unquote outrage over like, oh, you're this is you know gross. RoboCop in a KFC commercial. I'm like you, you guys ain't seen that WCW stuff. Have yeah, you? that was that was very, very <laughs> the, bad. The, the well is poisoned. We talked about that. Like the plastic <clears throat> coverings of his legs were yeah, falling off falling when off. he would walk. It was. Or you haven't seen the remake, which, from what I understand, is okay. I enjoyed it. Michael Keaton's in it. He's the villain. I love the original RoboCop. So, I mean, it's I different. I don't think for I sure. hate it or not. I just don't. I want nothing to do with it. The guy that played RoboCop <clears throat> is the. Uh, He's the army guy from Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I, I can't remember what his name is. He was, I think very, he, he was very nondescript. I think Suicide he's the Squad. dad in the new Hannah series that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. He's Hannah's dad. I haven't seen the movie or that series. Okay. All right. Here, here's, here's the curveball that I'm hoping you haven't seen. Uh-oh. That I, I just knew. I thought you were going to love it. <laughs> Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage are going to be making a movie together. In a twins-esque comedy. Oh, really? Where they play twins. <laughs> it's not necessarily a reboot. Really? But they're going to be playing twins. I'm up for that. Okay. <laughs> Those guys are both killing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be great. I'm up. I, I'm totally up for it. <laughs> I think I, I think I was thinking about that just this week. I'm like, 
How come they haven't gone after twins? It seems so. It seems so ripe. So I, I don't think they're going to call it a reboot. Which yeah. Although I guess if you're going to do twins, it's got to be Dinklage and like The Rock, or ju- just right. get Danny DeVito yeah. again. I mean, Josh Brolin is in get, pretty great shape for he's like fifty or something like that. Get Danny but. DeVito and get The Rock, and really just pretend they're the same age. <laughs> would be even better because i mean the original plot of danny devito being the leftover kind of dna from it he didn't get the the like ubermensch <laughs> dna you know it'd be it'd be a grand old time well i can't well, wait to see it i'll be watching out for that one let's close with this actually cup we lost a couple people in 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 our little world uh one of them marilyn munster passed away she was 81 years old her name oh, was Beverly Owen. I know someone you're going to talk about. And then another another fine grand dame of, of our childhood, yeah. Catherine Helmond. Yeah. She was 89. She played Mona. Mona. And she who's the, the boss? lady in Brazil that got the face stretch. Yep, yep. She was also in Soap, if you're, if you're old enough to remember Soap. Soap was not something I was up with. I, I remember my parents watching it and thinking it was funny. Like, it feels, I feel a little guilty that the main thing I know, like, she was Mona. Mona. She but was, she was, she she was, was the horny very, older lady, which, if you think about it, she probably wasn't really that old. She was a, she was a real Blanche. Because it was almost 40 years ago, so she would have been in her 40s. I think because she was 89 and that, yeah. Well, I think Judith Light is in her 70s. Yeah, I think that was. <laughs> I, I honestly do. I think I thought I saw her age like a couple weeks ago. That seems And she unlikely. was like 72. So that means well, her mom was only 17 years older than her. It's at least more realistic than the Willow thing we talked about. That's true. Yeah. But. Willow off good. Seemed like a very pleasant woman. I think so. I enjoyed her as a child. Horny old Mona. Horny old Mona. She was a real Blanche. R.I.P. Mona. Yeah. Yeah. How about M.I.P. Mona in peace. Mona in peace. That's right. Well, R.I.H. Rest in horniness. <laughs> I think that's a good no. place to close it out. Yeah, you? sure. So, um, I'm I'm gonna give just a brief shout out to a local, a local uh, show. I got turned on to a local podcast called oh, yeah? uh, Cupcakes and Cuts. I think it was Cut Cutscenes and Cupcakes, I believe. Video game show of a bunch of women reviewing video games. Oh, so, cool. Uh, if anyone here is listening and likes local product here in Utah, check out their podcast. They're really good. I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I look forward to their episodes. Now. And contact them and say you heard it from us. <laughs> I guess it, I guess if that's a jam, but I'd mostly just like them. Hey, that's how people hi. make connections. That's how we make friends. Sure. If somebody that listens to us starts listening to them, and they tell them, they'll get with us and but say, hey, let's our, have a crossover episode. Our supposed fans in China, check them out. Yeah. Faux show. So, oh, also uh, check out me headlining Wise Guys Ogden. Yeah, that's right. March fifteenth and sixteenth. That's a uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Looking forward to. It. I already know yeah. a few people who are gonna wear some green. Out. I'm gonna wear green. I'm wearing green right now. I don't want to get pinched. Uh, I'm I'm a pincher. <laughs> I'm a pincher. <laughs> but yeah, come. It's hey. a, it's an Ogden. That's an all ages club. You can bring your kids. It's it's a PG show. So Trav, you don't have to worry about that. Is it episode forty two that we're on? Is that right? Yeah, this is this should be forty two. Yeah, got that. Yeah, we got it in there. Right. I'm going head to head with Bob Saget oh. that weekend. Bob Saget. Look, I've met him a couple times. He was always very nice <laughs> to me, and I know Bob Saget is. He's made a lot of money doing America's Funniest Videos and Full House and touring for decades, putting out specials, putting out CDs. 
But one thing he can't say is that his show is all ages. <laughs> that, that is definitely true. I've got you, Saget. I've got you where I want you. Just because your shows are going to be sold out doesn't matter. My show's all ages. Come see me. Come see local. Coming for you, Danny Tanner. Come see Travis Tate, not Danny Tanner. I'm really America's dad. You, no, Bill I've Cosby said, I've lost said that it. About you. Bill Cosby lost it. Quite. <laughs> I'm going to be America's dad now. I hear the ladies like it. You do, you got America's dad bod. <laughs> I do. I do have America's dad bod. And with that tone, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, same as always, email later to the tater at gmail.com. Uh, you want to contact us? We're on the social medias. Uh, they should be pretty easy to figure out. Mine's Travis Tate Funny on pretty much everything. Uh, and of course, me, Jake underscore doll on Twitter. Uh, I occasionally pop by the face page if you like that we have a face page page facebook page excuse me my dad always called it face page I face page <laughs> still, I, I keep doing that i don't i think to. it's acceptable uh our opening and closing music blue wave theory we really appreciate the usage of that and we're signing off from wise guys west jordan hey go see your local wise guys i'll they, be hanging out with donnell rollins tonight great clubs great donnell rollins so for that I'm Jake. And I'm for, Travis Tate. Yeah, for late to the private Travis Tate. You're Travis Tate. I'm Travis Tate. Whatever. This is our first time. But guess what? <laughs> Better late than never. Better Tate than never. <laughs> this is our first time. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome. We're going to start over. Uh, oh, we're, this is episode 42. Welcome <laughs> to late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. Oh, guess what, everybody? Better Tate than never. <laughs>